This is not my scene. What would our mother do if she saw us now? I'm Patrick Hollick. Welcome to another episode of The Love Show. The only thing that's bothering me today, honestly, is that people have the ability to like a text message. It's driving me bananas. So if I text you, don't like it. Just respond. You could even throw a K, the letter K, like you got it, but not a like, because it's just too, it's too sad. It's too honest about where we're at in life. My next guest, or my guest today, is Elena Hicks. And when I say that name, I'm sure no one knows what I'm talking about. They probably only know her by her stage name, which is Bonnie Rotten. Bonnie is... In this episode, we talk about life in the adult film industry, as well as leaving the adult film industry. Bonnie is definitely somebody that is controversial. I already have photographs of dicks on my Twitter account that are just amazing, great stuff. Thanks for sending. In this episode, we talk about what it's like to leave the adult film industry to not be able to send or receive monies because you know some of the companies like PayPal and and whatnot actually don't really allow porn stars to sell merchandise because they put it in the same category as guns I thought that was pretty interesting so a vibrator and a gun is kind of like dark money so to speak so she's You know, we talk a little bit about her struggles with even taking money in her new adventures. Uh, Full disclosure, Elena is a good friend of mine who I just love being with. Her laugh and her humor and just her ability to just be so magnetic and energetic makes it no wonder that, I mean, a lot of people in the world know her name. And uh, in this interview, I had a great time talking to her about life. Where did you come up with your stage name? Bonnie Rotten. Actually, um, it was a character that I tattooed on the back of my leg, and it was a zombie pinup girl. So, like, I was into rockabilly when I was, like, 16, 17 in Ohio, where I grew up. And I just wanted to name her, and I had to put a name on the tombstone. So I came up with Bonnie Rotten. And then I started, like, doing, like, psychobilly, like, pinup modeling and, like, doing car shows and bike shows and... All of that when I was like 16 and 17, going into 18, and then I took the name and it stuck. When did tattoos start happening? I, my first professional tattoo was at 15, but I like started like tattooing myself at like 13. Like jail tattoo? Yeah, yeah, like Indian ink and like... My first tattoo was 211 for Steel Reserve. Do you still have it? Yeah, you yeah. can still kind of see it. That's nice. <laughs> and how many artists have you worked with with tats? Oh, dude, I don't know. Throw some. Uh, maybe 10. Ten. Yeah. Mahoney or no? No, not really too many famous guys. I mean, I Jay, um, Jay from Ink Master, he mm-hmm. did a lot of my stuff because we were part, like partnered in a shop together in Brooklyn, Best Kept Secret. Kevin Combs, he's really great. He was from Cincinnati. Carter Moore was from Cincinnati. And the rest were just like kind of locals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were you street kid or like a school kid? Street kid. Street kid. Yeah. But it's like, I was a school kid up until 13, and then I became a street kid. Mm. 
Yeah. You didn't finish high school or you did? No, I dropped out in ninth grade. Did you ever get do the exams and all that stuff? No. No. No, I left I, with like two credits. I, I uh, was about two weeks from graduation in high school and they told me I was a semester short in credits and it was really miserable. And I like... I met these people in yearbook and they made me really popular. They sent me out with a photo team to shoot like all the academics and I put myself in every picture. So if you look back at my yearbook, it looks like I was like real advanced. I'd be in like math team and, but I just stood there. You're hilarious. Yeah, it was funny, but it was sad. Marketing because, before. <laughs> yeah, but the bad news was is everyone was so fucking confused when I showed back up and had to go to school. You know what I mean? Right. But yeah, that was, uh, that was my idea of school. But I did go and get the uh, piece of paper. And then moved to New York City, and uh, the rest is history, I guess. I got Did you my go to document. college? No, I went to junior college for like one semester, and I was studying play direction. And then they came up to me, and they're like, how's your general ed coming? I'm like, what's that? And they're like, you have to take like, you know, history, math, and all that if you want to stay in the arts. And I was like, no, nah, I just want to direct and move on. And that was it. No, nah, I just went to New York City, got into music video, and that was how I went. Your first one was with Gangstar, right? You told My me? first one as a, uh, yeah, that was a, as a PA slash art director. I got to do Manifest with Kevin Bray. That was the beginning. He was That's a big sick. part of my life. Very cool. That was the beginning. But um, you, you were born in Ohio? Yeah, in Hamilton, Ohio. And then how long were you there? I grew up there. I left at 18. Okay. Where do you go from Hamil I, Hamilton? Well, at 18, I moved up to Dayton when I was dancing for like six months. And then I came out to California around 18 and a half. Wow. I moved out here and that was history. Yeah. So dancing is one of your first gigs or no? Yeah. I was doing the pinup modeling and the bondage modeling and then I got into the stripping. What's the bondage modeling? I didn't see any of this. It's it was more, like it, wasn't really, stuff? it wasn't really bondage modeling. It was more like gothic, like pinup. Shit. You know what are those I mean? girls called? Suicide, Suicide Squad. So it was kind were of you like, ever that or no? No, I didn't do that. You were pre or after or later? Or? During, but didn't participate. Didn't, yeah. Yeah, no. So you meet someone and you come to LA. How does it go? Well, I came out to LA actually because I won a beauty pageant at a horror con convention called Miss Dead Indianapolis. So That's I won. amazing. <laughs> so I won the pageant. And what the, was your look for Miss Dead? Dude, I wore like a red, white, and blue like bikini. I don't know. And I had like a long black wig, but it was like down to my butt and I had bangs and I was like covered in tight. I was very pent up. Wig or real hair? Wig. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and you're 18 years old. Uh, yeah, I was 18. And then I came out to LA to shoot for that. It was like this magazine. It was for this magazine called Girls and Corpses. Okay. So it's like this like weird horror magazine, but they had like hot girls like, you know, doing like weird horror themed stuff. Right. So that was like around. That was along my style. What's so the social life like around that when you're there? Like, who's your friends and like, what are you doing? It's a lot of like old school like horror like actors and like like old special effects artists and like old scream queens like nerds straight nerds yeah it's like i'm a nerd dude yeah <laughs> i know you have that subtext <laughs> where would you guys go what do you do i mean you go to it's, denny's where do you go for what? dinner you go to denny's dinners in the valley Ser what mm. kind of scene is it well you mean out here in california when you're doing this particular moment when you're like 18 doing this miss dead and you're like i'm in la where do you land in la do you land in hollywood proper where do you go no actually well when i came to la i <laughs> retarded 
when I was 18, I went to Vegas. So that's what I was leading up to. So I was here in LA and I came out for a pageant, met some people, came back out. The people that I met, there was like a girl, her name was Tasia. She was into like, not the sex industry, but like the bondage and fetish side of things. Like Got She it. was like a fetish model and stuff and her boyfriend was a dom. I met her, she was super cool, came out. And I really wanted to shoot for Hustler Magazine. Got like, it. that was, like, my dream, my goal. I don't know. I Like, Anna Nicole in my house was a big deal. Was Anna Nicole in it? No, but she, she did was, like, Playboy. More, she, yeah, she was Playboy, but she was, like, a pinup. And my grandpa was a big fan of her. So, for me, it was, mm-hmm. like, that was kind of the image of, like, a hot woman. Right. Per se. Like, yeah. You know, whatever. Well, she was. I, I had that image, too. I used to well, be, like... Well, of course she was yeah. hot. But just the whole pinup, centerfold thing was really something that I wanted to do at that point. So I went to Hustler, mm-hmm. LFP, on Wilshire and La Cienega right yeah. there. And they told me, they're like, yeah, you know, if you have a photographer, shoot your photos and submit them, like, you know, we'll put them in the magazine. I was like, cool. So Tasia introduced me to someone. He said he would shoot my photos. Drugged me. That was my first The point. photographer drugged you. Yeah. Whoa. With what, like something you put in a drink or something? That's crazy. Yeah. I met uh, the man, Larry Flint, through Mr. Cartoon. He painted his limousine, and then he invited us up, and I remember almost tripping in his shag carpet. And this person didn't work for Hustler. No? No, 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 no. He was just like a a photographer friend of my friend. Like a fringe photographer. Yes, then you you submit, you know what I mean? Like somebody who does submissions. So he... um, was like, yeah, you know, I can shoot you. Didn't know anything. Went with him to shoot. You're 18? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Went with him to shoot. Uh, had a drink. Didn't remember anything. Woke up the next day to my IDs on the dresser. Didn't was there really... even photos taken or yeah? No. No, like, it was, was just a big scam. Yeah. So I was just like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't really understand what happened. I was out here from Ohio. I was 18 years old. Did you have um, somebody with you or friends? No. Or you just solo? Solo. Okay. Yeah. Because I used to do, like, I've always been, like, kind of a flat, like, do things on my own kind of person. You are very independent. Yeah. So, like, for me, I don't, I've always had, like, a a weird safety shield around me that where I haven't, I've, got, I've like, been in, like, really fucked up situations, mm-hmm. but somehow it, like, didn't get so fucked up. Yeah. It, it could have been way worse, but, it, like, I somehow, like, got out of it somehow. So, you know, I, I went, that happened, and I ended up going to Vegas to go to AVN and what is that for normal people (laughs) adult video news awards so it's like the expo and everything and I wasn't sure I was kind of like you know thinking about the hustler thing wasn't sure what path I wanted to go into and I met a guy who got like kind of saved me out of that situation with that person that I was around and I ended up getting married to that guy okay after one day of knowing him and then I was with him for three years, and yeah. Is this a religious guy? No, there was no, a he religious, wasn't religious. Was there a religious husband or no? No, not religious. He was just very, very controlling, very abusive. Jealous. No. 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 He wanted like I wasn't his wife. I was his property. Okay. Like he pimped me out. Is this like my buddy was over the other day, and we were having we we're talking about actually television and reviews and he really disliked this uh euphoria that's on he thinks it's the end of the world bad 
but he said there's this thing about being turned out or turned into the business. Is that like a romantic story or is that something that's real? It's completely real. And how does that process? What is that? What does it even mean? I mean, I was 18. I married a 40-year-old. Right. Like I... But are there steps? Is it like planting no, yeah, yeah. and so, conditioning? So and what it is, it's like, okay, like... You know, you come to L.A., great. You know, I want you to meet this person. Great, you're going to go here. You're going to meet this famous person. He's going to pay you. Cool. It ends up being like a, a nice situation where it's presented in a way where it doesn't feel wrong. Then you're so deep in it, and I'm from Ohio again. I don't have anybody out here. You're yeah. so deep in it with this person. They isolate you. I see. You're not allowed to be friends with anybody that could tell you about them. Got it. Anybody that's in the industry doesn't know anything. Warm. Any friend that you have, you're not allowed to be around. They then take that friend away from you if that friend starts to try to protect you. It happened to me so many times. Mm. They take control of your bank account. They take control of your finances. Every, I didn't. I didn't even know how to drive. Right. I still don't know how to drive. Right. Because, like, that was one of the ways to control me. Right. But it seems like it's some kind feather rubbing against you, but it's, it's well, a it's real support. control and shock and awe. Exactly. So it's like, it's it's pretend support. Like, oh, I have you, like, no matter what. Like, who's going to be there for you? Who would love uh, you if you ever did this? Like, you've already done this. Sure. Like, you're already so deep, you might as well do this. Then you end up, like, in, in everyone around you is telling you that it's okay. Yeah. No one's telling you not to do it. You're insulated beyond compare. And did they beyond. have this meeting where they talk to you about, like, you can't trust other people. They're all want some, they're bad. And so they're the bad one pretending to be the good one and on and on. Yeah. And then how do you get away from this first relationship? Like, your entry. I gave them everything. You just walked away. Yeah. And it was about I, the money. He's like, I'll he, keep the money and leave you alone. Yeah. Well, it was never, like, for that, it was just, I was, like, severely stuck. And nobody really understands what that means. And right. it's very hard to explain. That's what I'm curious about. It's like, how you know, I kind of get it. Well, I mean, the dude would do things, like, if I didn't do what he said, he would, like, take all my stuff to a hotel room, and he had control of my bank accounts, and he would say, here's a card with $500 on it, figure it out. And, like, have all my luggage in, like, a shitty hotel room. And I'd be like, dude, like, just let me come home to my home that I pay for. Right. Did he work or he was just a no. hustler? Yeah. Was that once was enough or did you fall into more of those those character types? or was? It I mean, like my, uh, so I, I, I was able to walk away from him, which was really crazy. He, like, he was into, like, the open relationship, the swinging, all of that. And I never liked it, any of it. Like, right. he was, like... So I, I really tried to put my focus into working because if I got to go to set, it was getting away from him. Right. Being on set with directors or whatever, I would like hang out for longer than I needed to. Just it so was a safe have, place. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't have to go home. And there was a couple people that really knew what was going on, but they couldn't do anything about it. Like, what are you going to do? Right. How old are you at this point? 19. Wow. Things are going fast. Where do you go from this I mean, place? like, I was so... So isolated, I put all of my focus into the industry, and I won Performer of the Year at eight, at 19 and a half. I put, like, you know, I was in for three years and kind of broke the mold as a tattooed girl coming you in. You broke a lot of molds. I mean, it's hard to exist. It's a crowded space, right? Yeah. And you're, like, to me, one of three or five, maybe? Thank you. Yeah, that's yeah. how it is. 
but it was just like you went into work focus and that's how you escaped people's control absolutely so I did that and then I it was very empty for me because I have to set goals and once I started like doing this and doing this and doing this and achieving this there was no more left for me right and it just became like hollow victories yeah money was good Money was great, but it didn't at a it rise point, and fall like when it goes from like videos, DVDs, and all the stuff to like three streaming sites? Is that a big hit or is it? Well, not? for me, I was like working for the bigger sites, so they had all the money, so they still paid you what you what your rate was. Got it. You know what I mean? And I was working ten to twenty times a month, so it was a lot. And to a certain point, it's just like, who cares about the money? I don't. I can't keep doing this to myself. Right. When did you, that start coming around in your... Well, go, let's go back. I don't like want to jump too fast ahead. So, like, 18, 19 were your most... 19, 20 was when you worked just too much? Yeah. And did you take control of your finances and all your shit? No. You still had another... He, I was still with him. I didn't leave him until 21. Okay. Yeah. And you were remarried or no? Yeah, I got remarried at 22. Better situation? Slightly. Yeah. Did they get better? As, how many times were you married? Twice. Twice? Yeah. Okay, so it got a little better now. No marriage right now. No. Nice. So, basically, money is good or it's not good then? For what what age? When you're 20. When I was 20, it was insane. I was making like fucking 40, 50 grand a month. Jesus. Insane. Yeah. Like, I was like, again, I was shooting 10 to 20 times a month. I was dancing. Uh-huh. I was traveling the world. So That's you're doing all, like, three things. I was doing everything. Uh-huh. I was traveling the world. I was doing promotions. I was doing interviews. I was, I went to Europe for three months and shot movies in Switzerland and Germany and Hungary and Was there a favorite Spain. place in Europe that you liked? I or a team you liked? I absolutely love Switzerland. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite place in the world. I'd move there tomorrow. Is there directors and, and people that no, you liked not about in the, the game? No, not about that. It was just about, like, I actually met friends that had nothing to do with the industry. And they ended up traveling all over with me while I was, like, doing, like, industry stuff. Right. And it kept me really, like, grounded. Because so they were, were just, like, have... sick, like, cool kids from Switzerland that were just, they weren't, like, they weren't in, like, out to get me. They didn't want anything from me. It was, like, a group of guys and girls that just partied and it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's like another life. Yeah. And then so, I brought them out here for the first time to Vegas and to LA, and it was like the best time. They were just. Did you cool. ever do the hustler thing? Did you ever do the photos? Um, I've been in hustler multiple multiple times at yeah. this point. <laughs> yeah. Did you do Playboy and all that stuff or no. no? And then how long did you dance for? Um, I've danced since I was eighteen. I recently just retired that six months ago, so eight years. You retired everything or no what have yeah, you yeah i mean i still just do social media stuff like and like um influencing and stuff now right but as far as performing and doing appearances i don't do that none of it nope and how is it industry that you're huge in except you vanishing or just not going i mean the cool thing is i have a lot of content that actually hasn't been released uh-huh. so it kind of like keeps people like you're like fed. the two pop records they just yeah yeah exactly <laughs> like when i left people like held everything but do you have any say in it no or you already got paid for those so they're just I gonna get paid, do what like, they do paid to play kind of thing you get paid every day right yeah but you don't get usage like mm-hmm. if they use no something royalties. again and again and again no. does anyone get royalties no no. Not unless you're like a director or a producer where you're selling like your actual DVDs to mm-hmm. consumers or to stores. Do you have friends still from the business in any way or none? 
a couple. Not many, really. I kind of like, even like I told you, like the premieres when I was in it to make friends, I didn't really, I wasn't able to make friends. Right. Yeah. When did you come to the place where you're like, I'm going to walk away from this? Or was it a plan? Or is it, well, did when, it take time? Or So I really wanted to be done. That was like part of our like fall to, fallout with divorce because I knew like he and I, the first husband, he and I were not together for love or for anything other than him making money off me. Right. So when I wanted to be done with the business, that obviously didn't bode well with him. So. Yeah, that was that. Yeah. But then the second one, and then similar. I and then so I left, met my second husband, and then I got pregnant. And then I had my, my daughter, who's now three and a half. Mm-hmm. And then we got divorced. And then this is when you kind of go, I'm done? Or how does that come about? When you start walking, when you're like done? From the business? Yeah. At 21. 21. 20, 22, you, sorry. Were you thinking about it? Or did you I go, been I'm going to quit then? And, or no, I had been thinking about it for the whole time. I was just trying since to were, get out. Since you started. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I've done this, I fucking, the grave has been dug. Well, it's not a grave, it's, it's a, a life. Grave. It's a fucking grave. <laughs> but I'm embracing it and making the most of it. What's it like now when you, how old are you now? 26. Six? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's it been like since? Like, what's the first year like when you walk away? What do you do? I mean, I really realized that I didn't have a schedule, I didn't have hobbies, I didn't really have interest, and now it's like the first time, it's, it's uncomfortable. You right. know, it's like... What do I do with my time? Like, what was your first hobby? I got into like crystals. And stuff. You love crystals. <laughs> I can't find my rock. You got no! me a beautiful rock and I don't know where it is, but I, I keep hoping it pops up. What's the second hobby? Gardening. More oh than yeah, anything. what's going on with gardening. that? Well, I have a garden on my balcony and I just, I like it because I can control them and grow them and eat them. And So you grow yeah. your own food on your balcony? Yeah, I'm into that. How long have you been doing that? <laughs> a couple months. <laughs> Was this isn't the second hobby. What comes after crystals? What do you do? Do you travel? Do you see the world? Do you like what do you do? Patrick, you're putting me on the spot. I know. I know. Um well I'm actually <laughs> I'm working on some new projects. So that's it's kind of like transitioning from that, going from traveling all the time. Because I was doing things where I was traveling from LA, shooting all day in LA taking a red eye to Miami, landing in Miami at 7 a.m., shooting all day in Miami, taking a red eye to Vegas, landing in Vegas, shooting in Vegas, like getting to Vegas that night or that morning, whatever my timing was, going to my room, checking in, showering real quick, getting picked up, going to set, flying back to L.A. and then shooting the next day. Like, that would be my week. And then I have a a three-and-a-half-year-old. And then trying to manage my own love life and myself. Mm -hmm. So it's like... Okay, this is a lot. It so is now a lot. it's like I everything's very slowed down. So now it's like okay, I can focus on the things I want to do and the projects that yes. I'm working on. So I'm working on like some clothing and some cool things like that to do merchandise.
Tell me about the is- the issue you had with the internet thing. Oh like my you gosh. Had- I mean, it's always an ongoing issue with social media and adult performers because we're targeted by keywords and bots and different things like that. And you do have people that are out there that are posting very pr- provocative things. Sure. So they kind of like, you know, fuck it up for the masses because it's like, okay, you have me that's posting a picture in a halter top and a bikini bottom. And then you have this girl over here who's posting a picture in a mesh fishnet outfit with her nipples showing and she's getting reported and i'm also getting reported and we're getting lumped into the same category mm-hmm. so they take us both down right sometimes they don't take her down sometimes they take me down mm-hmm. so it's it's super unfair mm-hmm. and it starts to then trickle into the money issues and and finance and income right so then my shopify yeah. I have a Shopify where I'm selling my adult novelties where everything's approved, everything's fine, and I'm selling, you know, dildos and strokers and things like that, the right. last of my collection, to then convert everything to clothing. Mm-hmm. Well, I get a warning from Shopify saying, you have seven or 14 days to find a new payment processor, and they've been really great about communicating all good, I understand. Fine. So then I go through their high-risk payment processor, and they're telling me, you know, okay, we have your, we'll get you approved in a day or so. I send them everything and then some. My bookkeepers and accountants are on it. Um, they're asking for letters. This goes on for six or seven weeks. Mm-hmm. They come back to me with the answer, uh, you know, we don't support this kind of content being sold on the site. You're sublinking things, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, you guys, this is why I came to you in the first place. You right. could have told me that from the jump and saved me seven weeks of not having income from my website. Right. Like, how is that fair? And who's kiboshing it? Is it PayPal? Is it... it uh, PayPal's kiboshing it. Uh-huh. Um, Shopify's kiboshing it. The credit card processors themselves. The banks. Visa, Amex, all Correct. that? Yeah. And they call you a high risk? High risk. Who falls in a high risk outside of adult industry? I mean, guns. Guns. <laughs> <laughs> Your Fireworks. Friend. Yeah. Alcohol. ATF? Is there a solve? Is there a company that uh, supports, like, you know, what is it? The Is it the Fifth Amendment? Is it I mean, the First I, Amendment? What is the, it? The only option is there are adult supportive companies out there, and I did register with one, and they got me approved in two days. Right. Two days. Old school company. What's their been percentage, around. though? Not that bad. No? It, it was quite, it was the same. So you're okay now? No, because no. Shopify doesn't allow third party to connect. I see. Yep. So they won't let you use their system. So then now we're So now I would have you? to re I would have to build a site on my own. Wow. From the ground up. That's which the I only alternative you have? Yep. That sucks. Yep. And how many times have you been kicked off of Instagram? Uh three, I think. Three. Yeah, but I got verified the other day. Wow. Yeah. Out of, Out nowhere, of nowhere? Really? <laughs> I I was like stoned the other day on the computer and I was like on my phone, like looking through the profile settings, trying to change my email. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, verified. So you I fill out check. the little submission thing, and it worked two days later. That's great. And somebody was telling me, oh, it costs five grand to do it. I'm like, well, those are hustlers. Of course. It's free. Yeah. I had a publicist that said, do you want to be verified? I was like, sure. And you know what's funny is uh, the one place that won't verify me is Twitter. Just won't do it. I've really? had some of the biggest publicists in the universe hit them up and say, hey, you know, what's up? And they're like, you know. Mm. Why don't you do it yourself? I don't know how to do it myself. Just I'll show you. I paper. did it myself. It's it's super simple. When did you get so technical? You've always been technical. I'm not technical. You are though. No, you kind of like always showing me some trick or something with me- metadata or something. <laughs> you do a little bit. 
You're curious. People force it upon me. I don't want to know it. You don't want to know? No, I don't want to know. <laughs> I live in my bubble. <laughs> uh, so three times kicked you off, now verified. Yeah. And what was their reason? Did they ever give one? Um, just like risky content. And it's just robots sending messages yeah. to you? No it's human just being? when you have so many people report one thing at once, like some asshole could go make five different profiles and report me from the five different profiles and then my, my account could be... Have but you yeah. been kicked off of Twitter or Snap or any of those? No. Twitter the other day, they, they actually wrote me and said that my header was risky content, so they, they like deleted my header, and then I, yeah, I was fine after that. Right. But they're you're saying, not doing any nudity on these things. No. No. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. I always, I always get curious about a photo of mine that'll be taken down or talked about. It's not nudity. I, well, didn't I you have a whole thing with like the cigarettes or whatever? Oh, yeah, there was a girl uh, in a shirt ad, and she was, it was a film, and in one shot out of about 3,000, I guess she was holding a cigarette in between shots, and uh, they said it was not supportive of uh, tobacco industry and all that stuff. It's strange. Russia. What's Russia? We're Russia. Oh, yeah? <laughs> so, you're going to build a site, or what are you going to do next? Already built it. Done? Yeah. Have you launched no, I'm actually, um, I'm just waiting to have uh, my merchandise printed and everything and have samples done and, and get everything How really down to a dial so that it's perfect for everybody. Tell me about your clothes. This is exciting. This is what you're doing now. Yeah. So um, I'm going to be doing two different things. One will be just like, you know, Bonnie Rotten merch and then the other will be a very special project. You're hiding it? Yeah. It's a secret? But it is in the apparel space? Yeah. Okay. Is there other places you want to venture into? Not really. No? No, not really. Not so much. I love when you do this. <laughs> <laughs> this is the I'm stopping. <laughs> What's the favorite? I know there's a lot of Black Sabbath going on. A lot on. of Black Sabbath. I mean, and then, you're, you're hooked up on my, Sp I know. my Spotify. And I like when uh, you change the songs <laughs> on me. And you know what I really liked about you when I met you is that you're a huge Steely Dan fan. Huge. That's so rare. My boyfriend took me to Vegas to see them. And how exciting. It was 
the best thing ever. Have you ever met the great Donald Fagan? No. Did I tell you my Donald Fagan story? No, tell me. On Beverly Glen, just about a block away, right when I get to sunset, I pull up on a man with a daughter, obviously picking her up from school. Uh-huh. And like something very humble, like a simple like 2000 Volvo. And I look over, it's Donald Fagan. For sure. And he looks at me like, yeah, that's me. But don't do anything <laughs> don't. about it. Don't roll down a window. Don't, don't say anything. And I didn't. I just honored it. I just kind of was like, yeah. It was a silent moment. <laughs> the Cuervo Gold! Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was like. But I was very starstruck, which it doesn't happen because I shoot a lot of people. But Donald Fagan's next level. But you were, you've been out with me, and you know how like oblivious I am. Yeah. To certain, like to things. To a lot of things. We were one. Yeah, you're in your own universe. Remember we were walking down, what was it, Melrose, and oh, we saw yeah. the old dude, and I was like, who's that? The old You're dude like- was James Caan, by the way, in a small movie called Godfather. <laughs> and I, you were like, I was like talking to and him, I'm like, you know who J- I'm like, you know James, and you're like, nah, and then I showed you a photo, you're like, yeah, that Yeah, guy. I know who that is, I know yeah. who that dude is. Who are some of the favorite other bands? Um, Sabbath for sure. Um, when you were like a Ambrosia. kid, I was super into. When you're in Ohio, what are you listening to? So my grandpa raised me. Mm-hmm. We could talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, my um, yeah, my uh, my grandfather, he was like a rad veteran. How did that happen? Like, how does the grandfather raise? So my father was in prison my whole life, and my mother just wasn't there. Okay. So my grandfather got me when I was like three, uh-huh. and um, had me from three to. 13 I moved out for a year but basically my whole life I No talk. grandmother? Yeah. But she's just not as She's a bitch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um so he uh he raised me and he was always like super cool like we, he always had a Mustang. Okay. An, an out of date Mustang. No, like an out of date one, not a cool one like 70s like 80s? an like an 80s or 90s okay, one like the it. boxy one, you yeah. know. So he would always be rolling around in a Mustang blasting Ozzy, ZZ Top, Steve Vai. Ted Nugent, just, and that was my upbringing. So for me, there was no rap. That stuck with you. Yeah. Did rap ever come in? Rap came in when I started dancing. Okay. Yeah, because I kind of like, I got into into punk music. That was like my first, like, rebelling against the old school rock and roll was like. Who did I introduce you to from punk? (sighs) Come on, this isn't hard. Oh, who did you introduce me to? A person? Yeah. I might have something to do with your stage name. Oh, um, what's his face? <laughs> Don't be oblivious. Are you? Oblivious? No, I know, I know. I can't think of his name for the life of me. He's so cool. Steve, Steve. Jones. Yeah, Steve. Yeah, yeah. I think I started you guys off saying I think you guys have some sort of lawsuit to resolve or something. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, he was super cool. That was a we were at a party at around. Yeah, we were at a friend of ours's house, just about what a mile from here. Yeah, his uh, never-ending house. It was party. a Christmas party. He has a he used to have a party for everything, and that was a comeback party because there had been three years where there wasn't one there. A lot of fun. Yeah, the fire pit is where it all happens over there, and the a lot waterfall. Of good stuff. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, started getting into punk music, and then. Got into like psychobilly and rockabilly, mm-hmm. Stray black cats. metal, yeah, but more like demented Argo, like I don't um, know them. Uh, the horror pops, the creep show, the I cramps, creep the creeps, yeah, yeah. What's the favorite nowadays? For me Besides now, Steely I just Dan. bounce around. I mean, I listen to a lot of '70s stuff, so like a lot of Eagles, Steely Dan, Bee Gees. Yeah. Yeah. 
Favorite films? Favorite films? I'm a big horror nerd. Huge horror nerd. Rocky uh, Horror Picture Show? No, no, no. Like 80s slasher films. What about Halloween 1? Halloween 1, for sure, but I'm, all, I'm a big Friday the 13th fan. Yeah? yeah? All of them? How many is there? 20? No. There's <laughs> 14, I think, now, or 15. 14? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, f- 16 now with the new ones. I haven't seen... I think I saw the one with Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah. That's Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, that's a different yeah. that's a different franchise. <laughs> I wasn't a horror guy. I don't know why. It's something about it. Once in a while, I'll get into it. I loved it. Well, I love the special effects. Like, Tom Savini was somebody I was, like, a big fan of. So, like, him, like, it not being CGI, but actually taking the craft and taking the time to, like, you know, make a, a head explode and make it look sick. Like, Cronenberg yeah. films. Like you ever Stanners. heard of Greg Nicotero? No. Nicotero does Walking Dead, but he was famous for doing all the Quentin shootouts and, uh, you know, all the, uh, what's the Spanish director? Mexican uh, director? All of Rodriguez's work. Um, he's phenomenal. He's a good friend. Um, he's best friends with Norman, who we oh, talked sick. about. Yeah, he's really a talent. He started as effects on Walking Dead, and then he became a producer and a director because he's been there since the first episode, which is pretty cool. But That's he amazing. does all that weird stuff. The, like, layering and... How many crystals do you have? 30. That's it? 40, 50. I think I was with you when you bought five. So like, Maybe I don't think 50. It was, and they knew your name. They were following you around. You're <laughs> <laughs> like their gold bar at the crystal shop. They're like, here she is. Stop. No. What's your I, favorite? It was so funny. I was there and some guy was like, he, like he rung, they rung up something and he was like 600 or his, he got changed back. It was wrong. I was like, oh yeah, sucks when you drop 400 bucks in here. He's like. No, 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 not 400 It was like 40 Some, I was like, he's like, you dropped $400 in here? I was like, easily. <laughs> wow, what did he drop, 40 bucks? Yeah. <laughs> and he was complaining? Yeah. How often do you get seen or, like, approached on the streets when you're just walking around? A lot. I've seen a few. Yeah, <laughs> but I try to just, like, pretend like I don't hear them. Right. Yeah. When they get in your grill, though, like, what do you do? You have a good radar system. How, what do you turn on? Where do you go? Like, there was this guy the other night that came up to you, and he was just, like, totally out of line and weird. And you just had this shield of just, you know. Which one? The guy that was, like, I think I think I said I was your husband or something at that point. <gasps> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, my god. That gosh. guy was just, like, in, a, in a, like, an Adderall uh, fucking tequila psycho place. And he was doing this uncomfortable... He's like, do you have a boyfriend? Do you have a boyfriend? I was like, yes, yes, yes. And he was doing what real psycho fans seem to do, where they pretend that they don't know who you are, but they know way too much about it. It's like Travis Bickle pretending he doesn't know who <laughs> Jodie Foster is, you know? It's like... Yeah, I can you li- feel it. Well, I mean, dude, I was on La Cienega walking from the bank earlier, and some guy was like, I was in, I had my AirPods in, and he, I was at the corner, and he's like, hey, hey, I was like, what? He was like, you didn't see that guy almost crash? I was like, what? And he's like, some dude, would you like, he's in the suburban, he was staring at you, almost crashed. I was like, oh, haha. Ha. But what cool. do you turn on? You turn on a good shield, and it's nice too. You're like nicely not interested. How do you do it? <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. I don't know. You look per- perfectly kind, but you're just not there. Well, I just give you, like, the, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, it. Would, I was at this, uh, the coffee shop the other day, and some guy came up to me, and he's like, I'm a huge fan. He, like, came up, like, to shake my hand, but he was very polite. And I don't mind that at all. If you're polite or whatever, yeah. you're, like, all good. So he's like, I'm a huge fan. He's like, I'm from Ohio, too. And I was like, cool. You like, welcome to Cali. Cool. So I'm, like, out in front of my hair salon, and I'm sitting there. And I'm on the phone, and he comes up to me, he's like, hey, I have to ask you a question, do you have a boyfriend? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, all right, all good, thanks. And he walked away. 
And it's like, some people really have a good social cue, and yeah. some people really do not. Right. Like, do not come up to me when I'm with my daughter. Yeah. Do not. Like, I don't... Inappropriate. It's a violation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or don't, like, be sneaking photos of me when I'm eating food. Right. Do you want me to do that to you? Yeah. And I look weird? <laughs> I have food. <laughs> I eat, like, an chewing? animal with my cheeseburger? No. <laughs> you have a thing for cheeseburgers. I love cheeseburgers. How many can you eat? <laughs> Three. You have a crazy appetite. I do. I need to change it. It's so fucking bad. You could eat three full cheeseburgers in a sitting? Well, every weekend, like, me and my man will go to the window or hi-ho. I don't know the window or the hi-ho. Windows uh, in Santa Monica, Venice, uh-huh. off Rose at American Beauty. And they have these, like, sick little handheld hamburgers that are, like, McDonald's burgers. Mm-hmm. But they're, like, fresh, you know? Okay. Like, real. Grab two of those and a sack of fries to die for. Mm-hmm. What's the best burger you've had in California? Oh, man. I love... Well, Apple Pan's like class. Everyone has their own... I think own. it's a little overrated. It is. It's very simple. It's simple, but that's what I like. I, I like, like Golden State. I, I've never even had from one Fairfax. of their burgers. I don't, you know. Across the street from Supreme, and they're nice people. Why are you rolling your eyes? Yeah. You have to try it once. You know, you're the burger queen. I can't have a burger delivered. It doesn't sound good. No, you have to go there. I don't want to go yeah <laughs> do you like going outside no. why <laughs> you know what all the f- the fact that like i can have amazon prime amazon ease postmates yeah but what do you I think leave? that does to us as it's people it's not good it's no. so not good and then then you can get the mirror where you can work out in your house too mm-hmm. and then i have fiji delivered i mean you don't need to ever go outside except to go get crystals. It, that's the problem. What do you think of technology? Do you think it's going to be a bad thing later? I think, I mean, obviously for me, I monetize and benefit off technology. Yeah. So I love it in mm-hmm. a way, but I have a love-hate relationship with it because, like, it's really, it gets really annoying, the constant need for content. Mm-hmm. Like, it's exhausting. Yeah. And you're a photographer. You yeah. know that. Like in your I'm, own like, way. half-assed. I think you're on it. You always have something going on. Well, I have to constantly keep viewers engaged. Right. So you always have to be interesting or fun or post something or look good or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it, it gets gets old. Right. Well, it's hard to keep reinventing the wheel. Exactly. I do, like, the whole promotion thing, which is probably a mistake, when you just share your work. I don't think that's... I think they want to know what you're, you know, what you're having for breakfast and stuff. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they do. Why? I don't know. (laughs) I feel like it ruined the idea of the adult star, too, because, like, back in the day when, like, Jenna and, like, all these old school girls would do signings, Mm -hmm. they would do signings, and people would be lined up around the block to see them. Right. And now you're on social media... You have Joe Schmo hitting me up three times a day saying, you're a fucking bitch because you didn't answer me because every other chick answers him and I'm stuck up, you know what, because I'm not the one, I, I don't do that. Entitled. Correct. Mm-hmm. And it's expected. How many So now it makes us more accessible and less special. How many people do you I mean, if somebody to? says something interesting, I'll say something. Right. I don't really say anything like, 
I don't know, like yesterday I posted like something about Euripides because I was like thinking about like I was like meditating and then thought about Euripides and then was What's stoned. Euripides? <laughs> so it's a Greek playwright. Okay. But just randomly and then I started doing like research on it and then I posted something about it and then people started talking about it and it would like... It's engaging. So yeah. Like I, I talk to people that are engaging. People mm-hmm. that are like, show me your puss. I'm over it. Like, yeah. no. Yeah. Google it. Do you get hit a lot on this social? Yeah. Do you get like people, as they say, sliding into your DMs? Yeah, for sure. Right. So what are you going to do today? <laughs> What's wipe today the like? sweat from under my tits as soon as I get Sorry, off. Sorry, we don't have a good air conditioning system. <laughs> Up in the treehouse. Is it summer or is it not summer? That's the question. Did I did a while ago, and they were supposed to do a lot better than they are. The guy's like, this whole mountain will be full. Water. And that wasn't true. What's Who? moon water? <laughs> do you have secrets? <laughs> How about fish oil? Do you use fish oil on your plants? For what? They're supposed to make them look... Every time I go to someone's house and I say, God, the uh, bamboo looks deep green. It looks like Costa Rica. It's always the same response. We use fish oil. They said it smells bad for two days, but this is what it looks like. I'm serious. It's like mind-bending. It looks like you're in another country. I'll try that on my tomatoes. Fish oil. And the only problem is, is I tried to make it simple, but it's like you mix it down with something. It's a, it's a process. It's not like, oh, you just do it. You know, go get Can't, it. You don't just like squirt No, it it's over. like a whole thing. And then you're <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, so, so for me, I don't know. I mean... I just, I've been pretty chill with, like I said, with the starting the new projects. I'm um, excited to see this new project. I actually spoke to someone who's helping me with it. And oh, good. he had an update for me this morning. So I should have news for everybody soon on what's going on. We're going to have you back when you launch your yes. secret project. And Absolutely. We're all excited to see it. Can't wait to share it. I'll see you soon. Mwah. Yes. Thank you for listening. I'd like to thank our patrons once again. And if you haven't rated or reviewed our podcast, you can do so at Apple Podcasts. I'd like to thank Stan Mizrahi for his wonderful edit. Thanks again for listening. Never like my text messages. And we will see you soon. The power.